0: and welcome back to Have a Seat, Conversations with Women in the Workplace podcast. I am your host, Deborah Coleman. I am so excited to bring you today's show with Ms. Abom Mambo. Abom is a absolute girl boss who's lived and led teams on three continents. A writer, lawyer, and podcast host herself, she is the founder and creative mind behind the podcast, Mama Talk Talk a media platform whose mission is to spark needed dialogues in workplaces and communities by inviting guests to share their stories and diverse perspectives. Sound a little familiar? (laughs) As a regional leader, she has lived and managed teams in North America, Africa, and Asia. She is a prize-winning writer and has been published in magazines in North America and Africa. Abom is currently working in Singapore, which is where she recorded our show today. I was so excited to hear that. That was just so fascinating to me. Um, But her journey didn't start there. I am so excited to share with you Abom's story and her message of what to do when opportunities come calling and how you should just take that chance because you just never know what doors may open to you in the process. So I can't wait to share her story with you today. So without further ado, here is Ms. Abom Mambo. So welcome back everybody to Have a Seat Conversations with Women in the Workplace podcast. And joining me today is Ms. Abom. Abom, hello and good evening and thank you for joining me today.
1: Absolutely, Deborah. You're covering a topic that's near and dear to my heart. So I'm thrilled to be here.
0: Oh, good! I am thrilled too because you are one amazing lady, and I can't wait to introduce my listeners to you. This is going to be so good. I'm so excited. Um, so let's dive right into it. You are not to like brag too much or make you blush, but you are a <laughs> first of all your you know your website and everything that you are about is amazing. Um, you are a highly sought after speaker, prize winning writer, lawyer, and podcast slash YouTube host. So, I mean, that's just to name a few of the wonderful things that you're all about. Um, (laughs) So to give my listeners a better idea, could you share with us a little bit about your um, history and your career journey and where you're at so far?
1: Absolutely. So I think some people would call that a busybody. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I have. um, So I just... Where can I start? So I was born in Cameroon, moved from there to the U.S. at age 16, and then naturalized, did high school there, college there, law school there, practiced, and then um, about nine years or so into my career I got an opportunity to move to South Africa to work. My company moved me there and then decided, you know, they had an opportunity in Singapore, moved me there. So I'm speaking to you now from Singapore. So, um, you know, this is, I love to travel. I love change. I love dynamism. So, yeah, that, that, that's me in a little, little nutshell. We can unpack all of that.
0: Oh my goodness! And that really was a nutshell, folks. Because if you read all that a bomb is about, you will. See, you did a beautiful job wrapping it up because you are—you definitely go outside the box. Um, you're you're calling in from Singapore. That is amazing!
1: Wow, yes, yes, that is I'm, so great. I, I think I'm sixteen hours ahead of you. You're in, you're in Pacific time, right? Uh, yes, that's right. Yep, I'm sixteen that's hours right. ahead. Oh. So it's, it's already tomorrow wow. morning for me. <laughs> It's
0: already Wednesday for you. Well, hello, Wednesday morning. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Oh my goodness. Well, that's, that's, I, again, I know you just touched on a little bit about, about what you're about. So thank you for kind of catching us up to where you're at. Um, But as a self-professed nomad who, as you just wonderfully explained your traveling Mm -hmm. um, aspect of your life, can you please share your experience framing your career as an expat?
1: Yeah, so it didn't start that way. It didn't start that way at all. So um, as you mentioned, my, my my primary occupation is I work as a lawyer. I'm a lawyer in tech. And mm-hmm. I, I came out of law school, practiced for four years at a law firm as a litigator, decided to go in-house in pharma did that specifically employment law. And, you know, that's why I'm so passionate about this whole, your whole podcast and, you know, Women in the Workplace because a lot of what I did in the first almost decade of my career was really focused on equal employment practices in the workplace, mm-hmm. both as a litigator and in-house. And so th- that that was tremendous. And I continue to do a lot of that work from the inclusion and diversity space now. But, you know, kind of going back to the, to the piece around working abroad, I migrated at age 16. So pretty early on, I I just loved to travel. And so when I got to my first company, after the law firm, I was very intentional about saying I want to go back to the motherland and, and do work there because I had never worked there. I left you know at age 16 and didn't have the chance to give back in that way. So the first opportunity I got, which was a really good one to go ahead of ethics and compliance, I stepped out of legal for two years to go to Johannesburg to do that. And it was wonderful. I'd had the opportunity in law school to go work. At the University of Cape Town, doing some refugee and asylum work. Absolutely fell in love with Cape Town. It's still my favorite city in the whole world. <laughs> and so when I had the opportunity to go back to South Africa, this time to Johannesburg, I did not hesitate. So I did that. And it just so happened, the plan was to move back to the US after my two years lapsed in South Africa. My boss called me up and said, literally, he said, um, how do you feel about Singapore? And I said, uh, I know it's a country. I don't know where it is on the map. What's up? Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, we have an opportunity there for you. It's a promotion. And I, I literally said to that man, I have four questions for you. What is the crime rate? How's the education system? How's the healthcare system? And, and, I, and can I afford um, a nanny? right? Because I'm a single mom. And so Mm -hmm. at the time, it was really important for me to make sure I had care for my child. And he said, check, 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 check. And I said, sign me up, literally. So that's how I made that decision and came through. And so whenever I speak to audiences, one of the things I tell people, especially women, you know, we we tend to be risk averse, right? I always say when Mm -hmm. opportunities come calling, Know what you're about, know what you need, and when an opportunity comes, if it checks those boxes, say yes, figure out the rest later. That's exactly what I did. I said yes when my four boxes were checked, and I figured out the rest later for the last three years. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Wow, my head is spinning just listening to that. Oh my goodness. So g- wow, I don't even know where to begin. So that's how you ended up in Singapore and that's where you've been for the last three years. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh my gosh. And so, well, to be fair, you had, it sounded like you had a very adventurous spirit From the word go. I mean, anyway, it was sort of in your blood. So you weren't, you don't seem like a timid mouse to me. So the, so traveling really seemed like a part of you. So Mm -hmm. when you were presented with this opportunity to work in Singapore, it must have felt like it was in your wheelhouse
1: to do so. It, it, it felt like that on some level from the I love travel perspective, but I had never lived in Asia. I had traveled some. Oh. I had been to India. Actually, I took a trip to India by myself in the summer of 2015. Um, spent some time in Delhi, Agra, Jaipur, got to see the Taj Mahal, went up north to Ladakh. Two and a half weeks by myself and enjoyed it, really loved it. But that, that's as far as my experience with Asia went. So Singapore was completely different, completely new. And, you know, to be bringing a child along on that journey was a whole different thing. So that's why I had to make sure my four core things were achievable. And if they were, we're going to figure out the rest. So, yeah, it was, you know, the, the nomad in me was very much alive, but I still had to make sure it was the right setup for, long, for the long term for me and my child.
0: Absolutely, I can certainly appreciate putting your child first uh, because that that is going to just have a ripple effect on everything moving forward, I would assume. Yeah. um but what a brave choice you made, and I love the four questions that you. Um, I'm going to make note of that when I listen to this show later, I am going to write this down. but uh, and I love that advice also because I find that as women, especially, and I'm sure you do, you in all your speaking engagements and the people you meet, that we, as you've kind of pointed out, women are we, te- we tend to be a bit more timid in taking career risks. Mm-hmm. So why do you think that is from your perspective?
1: I think part of it is just the way the world is set up right, where, uh, you know, the career opportunities I've had have been in increasingly senior roles. So if we don't see many women in senior roles, we think we can't do it. Right. And if we don't see and I'm going to speak a little bit now from the perspective of of a black woman, if we don't see a lot of black people traveling, and working abroad it almost seems like it's not a thing right so visibility is really important when we talk about risk because a lot of times most of us are not pioneers most of us are not going to be the ones to chart the course but if somebody else does it then we can try so i think that's one thing is you know we need as women to see more and more women doing different things being more senior in organizations or being entrepreneurs then we'll do it i think there's power in numbers the second thing just from my experience and my friends as well, we we tend to, to have a lot of familial responsibilities, right? So, before you move, you have to think if you're the one caring for your for your aging parents, if you have small children, and you're the primary caregiver, all those things we tend to factor in and have to factor in. So, I think when we when we um, move, right? We because we we tend to be the ones who are rooting the family. When we move, we disrupt a lot of things. Even if it's positive disruption, it's perceived as we're disrupting things. So a lot of women I've met just don't want to do that. Um, and so my, one of my missions is to make us much more comfortable with positive disruption because I think if we have these dreams that we, we're not pursuing, we just kind of sit there, right? And it's, 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 it's what Lorraine Lansbury said about um, the raising in the sun. It shrivels and dies. And I don't want us to be shriveling and dying. <laughs> so being out there who've thought about a career outside their home country, it's possible. It's doable. I'm happy to talk to anyone who wants to do it and to be quite honest the idea of engaging with different cultures and different languages it just it so expands me as a person I've learned so much for me to have come from Cameroon lived in the US moved to Asia and had a team of almost all Asians and, they, and I'm Australian and a Canadian I mean That that is powerful that is powerful so I want every, every woman who has an opportunity to know it is doable and the You know, if you're looking for mentors out there who can talk to you about this, there are are many of us who are doing this So who can reach out to me and I'm happy to to, to shepherd them through.
0: Absolutely. And I I, I love that you made that offer because I think, especially in this day and age, more women and men, but I think there's more people looking outside the borders that are kind of thinking along, that are opening up their scope and thinking, hey, I don't have to be X. Mm -hmm. I can be anywhere and still get the job done, you know, or... I really I love that you and I also really admire that you mentioned others looking like yourself, seeing others that look like yourself do all the things Um, that is so important as a as a fellow black woman myself. I really admire other black women that I see such as yourself exceeding in their career. That just also, like you said, translates beautifully to me that, hey, look at a bomb. Look what she's accomplished, you know? And uh, so speaking along those lines really quick, where how, where do you, spe- do you feel that it is also our obligation or maybe our responsibility to turn around and lift up others and to be a mentor for others in that way?
1: Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, so last year, I spent between September and December on LinkedIn. I don't know if you're on LinkedIn. I would, every week, almost every week, I would post a picture and a story of every single person who acted as a mentor for me on my journey as a token of appreciation. And I did that in, in the public arena because one, I wanted them to feel recognized and really appreciated for what they did. But number two, it gave other people who they had, you know, helped along the way the opportunity to say thank you. So what was so powerful about that is, and you know, some of these posts went from 5,000 views to 21,000 views and a lot of comments. And the thing that was beautiful about it for me, beyond me saying thank you to them, were other people who were who had been impacted by them coming on the page or under the, the post and saying, "This person did this amazing thing for me." You know, Adriana did this for me. Zach did that for me. And so, and so it became a celebration, an online celebration of mentors. That is the power of mentorship. We've got to pay it forward, right? People always say it's lonely at the top. I say yes, it is if you don't pull others up with you, right? Mm-hmm. So I think we have we have an obligation and. Sometimes that obligation is not even just, you know, reaching out and doing a lot of heavy lifting. I think we need to do some heavy lifting, but sometimes it's being visible. So people see that you're there and they can be there too. I think re- visual representation is just as important as actually dipping your hand and pulling somebody up. So we, we've got to explore that. But I think, uh, yes, yes. Yes, Deborah. We have to we have to do more of that.
0: I agree. Wow. I love that mentor page idea. That is fantastic. Uh-huh. What a wonderful tribute and a thank you, like you said, to all those that contributed to your success and that meant something to you along the way. And I agree, we have to we have to pass that play it forward. Absolutely. Oh a bomb. This is great. <laughs> I know this is a quick show, but what you're saying is like hitting hard. It's so you have such a great voice. Oh my god. Well, for the mom. Moms out there who might be curious, how is your little one adjusting to Singapore? Loves
1: it. He absolutely oh, loves it. He's, you know, he has friends from different countries. He's really, really proud of being an international kid. He, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't have hang-ups about, you know, and I'm going to touch on race here for a second. I think one of the things that has been a positive for us is I've had to educate him around all the things that, you know, happened with George Floyd and Black Lives Matter and all of that, but he hasn't had to experience that, right? So I think in, in some ways we've been blessed that he hasn't had to experience it because no, no, no mother wants her child to experience racism at any level, but so upfront. On the other hand, I don't want him to be naive about the fact that, you know, in some places he will be treated differently, but we have a safe space here where I can educate him in that way. And he's able to interface with children from so many different parts of the world and not, he doesn't think of himself as different, right? He's just a little boy having fun with his friends and that's how he views himself. And so for me, that has been a huge plus about being here, but he he loves it and, and, you know, I'm happy that he had the opportunity. And right now, actually, he and I are working. So one of the things he's extremely proud of is his, his travels. He got into a pretend argument with my mother, um, I think when he was eight or nine years old, and she was telling him, can you do this? Can you do that? And He got fed up with it. and He said, Nana, have you traveled to 25 countries like I have? And I was like, you don't say that to your grandmother. <laughs> But, oh my, look at him. He 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 tracks that stuff, right? And so recently we decided we're gonna write a book about the boy who traveled the world, which captures his travels and what he's experienced from a child's perspective, right? The children he's met in the different places we've been, what that experience has been, because we want more kids to travel if they can afford it and if they can to find ways to fund that. Because when I look at my little boy and the way he sees the world. It's so powerful, right? I'm experiencing the world through his eyes a lot of times and it's such an education Deborah and I, you know, for, for for families who want that, I I really want to to show that, you know, it's possible to do it and and children can can get so much from that experience.
0: Wow, a bomb. That is Fantastic. Fantastic. And such a blessing. You are raising what I can only assume will be a very strong, well-rounded young man um, who has such a wonderful appreciation of the world around him. That is incredible. That's exciting. And I look forward to this book. That's going to be an inspiration for other children. Absolutely. I agree. If you can do it, do it. Travel. Get out there. It's amazing how much it will really expand your thinking, and how much you will grow at the end of that. Absolutely.
1: And and just to be clear, I think sometimes we talk about travel as though it has to be international. I mean, Mm -hmm. I've lived in the Midwest and the East Coast, two very different cultures, right? So even going to different states, different parts of the U.S., and just experiencing what the culture, the flavor of life is like there makes you just like culturally more expansive, right? And that's something that as our world gets more global and gets smaller in that regard. It's a huge asset. It's a huge asset as a person, as an employee, as a leader. Being culturally astute is such an asset. So I think you know people who can do it, who want to do it. COVID is not the time, but uh, <laughs> this too shall yeah. pass, and then we need to all get 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 back on it. <laughs>
0: Agree a hundred percent. I agree. Even going to different states, you can learn so much yeah. or or wherever you are listening, wherever different providences, different countries, different cities. Absolutely. It doesn't have to you know, involve a plane ride. It could just be a train ride or a car ride away. But yeah, uh, good point. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Well, I want to be respectful of your time. I just have a one more quick bonus question. Yes. Um, I like to ask my guests a, que- a, a silly question at the end. Um, if you have just a few
1: minutes. I do.
0: Okay, wonderful. All right. Well, this one should be fairly easy for you. But um, all right, Miss Abom, what was the best thing that happened to you this week? I know it's early in the week, but so far, what's the best thing that's happened
1: to you? It was my son and me writing the preface to the book I just mentioned. That was so much fun.
0: (laughs) Wow, really. I love that you're partnering together in that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I asked him, I said, okay, so where should we start with the book? What is the first story you want to tell? He's like, well, my first journey was from your stomach into the hospital. So, (laughs) So I was like, oh, okay. So we made that the preface and wrote about that. So that was really, really, really fun um, to kind of writing with him there and him kind of chiming in and putting in his own words and giving me a sense of what he wanted to talk about. So that was the, the best thing that happened to me this week so far.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it! Oh, <laughs> what a what a smart young man you have on there! Oh boy, he's just uh, galore,
1: lower <laughs> that one. He's just like yeah. he's Mr. <laughs> Mr. Popular, Mr. Love Everybody. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And I'm sure, just like his, like his mom, uh, that will come shining through in the book. I have no doubt your both your personalities will definitely. Um, well, before we close out, would you like to briefly mention Mama Talk Talk and your podcast?
1: Absolutely. So, thank you first of all for this opportunity, Deborah. I would love to come back anytime. I love what you're doing, and um, on Mama Talk Talk, it's a podcast. It's on hiatus right now, but. It's, it's an amazing podcast, not because of me, but because of the, of my guests and the idea behind it, which was really to bring diverse perspectives from everyday people around the world. So I was getting sick and tired of you know hearing the talking heads and, and experts, and I really wanted to know what is life like for the everyday man, the everyday woman on any given topic? In different parts of the world so what ended up happening with that was in trying to expand the, di- the dialogue i I'm, i've talked to people who are from senegal from from the uk from nigeria uganda the us canada and they're all just sharing you know whether it's about whether it's about um, their experiences you know being entrepreneurs being leaders the, their experiences with depression what have you it just gives us a different cultural prism within which to approach these issues and that's what i wanted to do so we've covered women in the workplace we've covered sexual harassment we've covered child domestic abuse um one of my funnest guests actually was sam adegoki from the the new dynasty he plays jeff kobe and we spent an hour talking about toxic masculinity right and his journey from being you know a nigerian immigrant to hollywood so it's all kinds of people talking about all kinds of things and just again expanding the conversation so that we're hearing from a diverse palette of voices as opposed to, you know, whatever mainstream culture is. So it's Mama Talk Talks a different take with A B Mambo. It's on Spotify, it's on it's on Apple Podcasts, it's everywhere you get your, your podcast, basically.
0: It is. It is, and it's. And may I say, your your artwork is beautiful. I love that. Um, and your <laughs> tagline is sparking real conversations, which you absolutely do, and that is great. And of course, that's a, you know, I I've soft spot in my heart for that because I I believe in capping conversations too of that sort. So keep up the good work. I hope it comes out of hiatus, soon, sooner rather than later, because I think that kind of conversation is definitely needed. So. Oh well, thank you, thank you, Abam. I will. I, I'm so excited you spent a few minutes with me, and I promise to have a part two to this conversation very soon.
1: Sounds wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. It's been it's been a pleasure, an absolute pleasure.
0: <laughs> and that wraps up our conversation. Once again, I want to thank Miss Abam Mambo for taking the time to chat with me today, and thank you, listeners, for joining us this week. If you found value in the content provided today by a bomb, please be sure to check out the show notes to find links where you can connect with her and to continue to learn ways in which you too can seize or recognize opportunities and seize them because you just never know where that may take you. As always, I would like to leave us this week with a quote. You know, I'm a big fan of those. Today's quote is brought to us by Mary Oliver, who is a poet. Hello, sun in my face. Hello, you who made the morning and spread it over the fields. Watch now how I start the day in happiness, in kindness. All right, everybody, until next week, stay safe and be well. And thanks for listening.